friends, I want to welcome every single one of you. If you guys are brand new, popping in for the first time, my name is Pastor Susie, and I have the honor to be the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. And today, we got a special treat for you. If you guys are kind of just joining our community, our church is in the middle of a, a little bit of a transition right now. Some of you guys maybe heard a few months ago that we had someone that we love dearly who has been on our staff since the very, very, very beginning. His name was Unworthy Seraph, and he worked for our church for over five years, and we love him, and he did great work. But then, like many people know, stories turn out, you meet a gal, and the next chapter of your life begins. <laughs> and Unworthy Seraph has gone off to move to Kentucky to pursue the next chapter of his life, and we love him and are happy for him. But that means there's a transition for our church. That means there has been a staff position that has been vacant, but some of you guys did not know that we've been working on filling that position since we knew that it was going to be vacant, and we have filled it with a legend who was actually already inside of our community, and today you're going to get a chance to meet them. And right now, friends, will you put your hands together? I want to call on the screen the lovely Solux. Come on, let's get some hype. Put your hands <laughs> hey. together, Solux. Hello, hello, hello. Solux, hello. how are you feeling, girl? You doing all right? I feel great. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to shake off some of those nervous jitters. We're going to be all good. <laughs> now, I was talking to Solux, obviously, before this happened, and she said, you know, I've been on stage and talked many times, but I'm so nervous for today. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you are going to do amazing, Solux. We love you. And here's the deal. You guys are going to get a chance to meet Solux and get to know her just a little bit better, because today we're doing something called Meet the Team. Now, I am very, very passionate about these Meet the Team moments, and I know that they might be a little bit different than your normal kind of sermon format, and I know sometimes people might even ask the question like, hey, I think it's really cool that we get to know the staff, but you know, why don't we maybe just like do a YouTube video or may maybe write a blog, and why don't we just like maybe actually have a normal sermon portion? But here's the reason I like to do these during the sermon portion is because I believe that the greatest sermon you'll ever preach is the life that you will live. And I love to have these moments where you really get to get an intimate connection with our staff. One, because we're creating community. So we're not just a bunch of random strangers around here. You just saw that through the, you know, the graduation. We're not just a bunch of red numbers below the chat that, hey, you watch and you don't watch. We have no idea. We want to be investing in each other's lives. And I love being able to kind of showcase and highlight these moments because of this scripture right here. It's going to be on the screen. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I talk about this every time we do meet the team, because this is so important. As followers of Jesus, there's that difficult line that we tow of like, I don't want to show off my life and be arrogant and be conceited and make people think that I'm better than everyone else, but I also don't want to hide everything that I do because sometimes the good things that we do can inspire others to live their lives for Jesus. And it says right there, let your good deeds be seen before others. But why? Not so that people can think you're cool. Not so that people can think you're awesome. But the motive is so that people can glorify your Father in heaven. And I believe when there are, there are moments in our lives when you and I will display at times the good things we do with the right intentions, it encourages and inspires others to live their lives to follow Jesus. And every single person that we bring on our staff, they're people that I believe that if you will emulate parts of their lives, you will become more like Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. And Solux, we love you, and we want to say thank you for being a woman of integrity. Thank you be for being a woman who loves Jesus. And thank you for being the kind of woman and the leader that people in our community can look up to, give glory to our Father in heaven. 
and by following some of your steps, become more like Jesus. And so these are the moments that we love to celebrate, and these are the moments that we're so proud of. So Sunlux, we're going to have a good time today, my friend, okay? <laughs> we're going to dive into a few questions, give you a chance to get to know her, and we pray that her heart and her life will inspire you. Let's dive right in. Question number one, Solux, do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your family. Let us know the Chris behind the Solux, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, my name is Solux but my real name is Christy Beal, and I go by Chris. Um, I live in the Denver, Colorado area, grew up here my whole life, um, and I absolutely love it here. I love the mountains. Um, I graduated um, from Biola University with a Bachelor of Arts degree in film and a Bible minor. Um, and I am married to a man named Dan. Uh, he goes by Jesterfoot online, and he is the greatest gift from God <laughs> by far. <laughs> I love that guy so much. Um, we've been married for seven years, and it's been absolutely incredible. I never uh, thought that that's what my life would be because I was always the girl who was just cool being single and you know I was like maybe me and my husky I was thinking of getting a husky and <laughs> drop my jeep around and that's that but God had other plans and I had no idea that you could fall in love with someone this much and uh it's it's so cool because you can see a glimpse of God's love for you when you mm -hmm. learn that you just all of a sudden want to give up your entire life and your selfishness and just do whatever you want for this person. And like, I will do anything for my husband. I really will. And knowing that God actually will do that for you is incredible. So I love being able to see that on this journey. Um, and that is about to change again because oh, yeah. I am pregnant hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with my second or no, well, not my second, my first child. Um, and she is actually due August 2nd, which is only like a little over five weeks away, which is crazy. crazy. And <laughs> so I'm super excited to be to know God in this way, everyone always says like, you'll, you'll never understand how difficult it was to, for God to give up his one and only son until you have your own child. And so I'm so excited. And they're, they say that, you know, this, this little thing is going to drive you crazy and yet you're going to be willing to do anything for her. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to be a mom. It's just crazy that I get to say that. In fact, I've, I have the best shirt, you know, <laughs> there she is <laughs> so yeah we get to meet her very very soon so um yeah and then other than that uh dan actually helped me come up with my name solux and i just wanted to say a little bit about that which is um it basically is soul for the soul inside of me and the soul that God gave me. And then Lux is Latin for light. So I want oh. my soul to be a light for God, no matter where I go. So that's kind of where the name came from. Dang, she's preaching today. I like <laughs> it. I actually, did, I actually didn't know that. I'm finding that right now. This is, this is new information for all of us. That's actually yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, 
Solux, we're excited because you are actually bringing the first God Squad staff baby on the scene. Never before been done. <laughs> oh, so good. And we're super excited, Solux. And so obviously that might pose some questions for you. So in a few weeks, Solux will actually be stepping away for a maternity leave. And we could not be happier for her. She's incredible. And she's stepping into a new, very, very big stage of her life. So as a church family, be praying for her, for her and Dan. Yes. That's a big, big yes. shift, big, big adjustment, obviously. It's a lot on a woman's body, so be praying for them as she transitions into that next job. But she's still staying on staff. We're just going to be taking a short maternity leave, and we're pumped for you, so Lux. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And who knows? Maybe in a few years, maybe me and Amanda do the same thing. Who knows? Yeah. And then, and then our kids can grow <laughs> up together. Hey, look at that. <laughs> That'd look be amazing. That. Oh, man. So, so Lux, obviously, as a gamer church, most people that attend, right, you don't have to be a gamer to be part of our church. We love people, even non-gamers. But most people have some kind of tie to the gaming world. So, so Lux, for you... What is your kind of background as a gamer? Do you play video games? And if so, what have been some of your favorite games both in the past and even right now? Yeah, so I am a gamer, more like a casual gamer, I guess you could say. Um, it all started when my sister won a Sega Genesis for a coloring contest through a grocery store thing. <laughs> and uh, that was awesome. Played lots of like Lion King and Disney movies on the Sega Sonic, you know. And then um, we got the 64, Nintendo 64, and we play silly games like Beetle Adventure Racing. I don't know if you guys have played it, but that was something we loved to do. And we had like a steering wheel and pedals, and we would sit like in a chair and move the person around to how they were driving. It was super fun. And then um, in high school, I started playing Halo, and we would do the whole 16-player Halo, hook up everything at someone's house, and I would just school the guys. It was always just me and the guys. It was awesome. Um, and then some of my favorite uh, games growing up were like Spyro, Jack and Daxter, um, and Final Fantasy are probably some of my favorite uh, games for sure. And then uh, now I play some League. I would say League is probably League one of my of favorite games. Um, I'm not good at it because I'm very <laughs> casual at playing, but I love it and I love uh, all their music and everything. I'm more of a League fan, really. Um, and then my friends have a VR, so I love playing Beat Saber. That's one of my favorite games. Uh, but I also like tabletop games like Betrayal and House on the Hill and Villainous. Um, I play lots of D&D &D with my husband. So yeah, I love games. And don't let her fool you. She'll tell you she's casual, okay? But the first time I met Solux in person in the fall, she came to our house and the next morning she's like, oh, me and Dan gotta go because I gotta watch League of Legends at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, girl, you ain't no casual. Get out of here with that casual, man. Oh my gosh. That's true, yeah. She might be a casual <laughs> player, but she's a hardcore fan. Don't, don't get it wrong. I am a big fan of all league. And, and it's funny, Chris, because I feel like God is doing a thing right now in the D&D &D Dungeons & Dragons world. We brought on Pastor TJ, huge so Dungeons & Dragons fan. And you and, and Dan, huge D&D &D fans. Who knows? Maybe we'll be tapping into the D&D &D world. Who knows? I don't that play it, amazing. but we got some people that do, yeah. which is yeah. awesome. But on top of gaming, Solux, you are very unique because a lot of gamers like me just game, and that's really about it. But you are a multifaceted hobby person. Tell us some of your hobbies that are outside of gaming. Yeah, I kind of like to do everything, which is why I'm a casual gamer, because there's no time to do everything. Um, but yeah, being in Colorado, I you could say I'm your typical Colorado chick where... 
uh, we love to be outdoors and hang outside. So I love um, off-roading. I have a Jeep Wrangler that I like to take um, and then we'll go camping off-road to a camp spot, just set up somewhere. And I definitely want to keep doing that with a baby. Don't know how you do it with a baby, but we're going <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> um, and then I love the water. So we like to paddleboard, kayak. We have a river that goes through town and we'll go tubing on the river. I won't be doing much of that this year, but hey, that's okay, next year. But tubing is one of my favorite things. Um, I actually like to garden. It's just slight skills starting to get there, but I love being outside with flowers or got some tomatoes growing. It's just, it's fun to see God's creation. Like yeah. you can't do anything but water this thing and it starts to grow and it becomes beautiful. So I love watching that. Um, I'm also a huge music person, although I haven't really honed in on that skill for a while. I like to sing and I play piano. My husband plays guitar and he plays bass for um, the local church that we've been going to. And so we would, we want to like write music together, maybe someday, who knows? But yeah, love music. Um, I grew up doing acting in musicals and all sorts of stuff. And then being a film major, I do a lot of video, videography and photography. Um, and I like to design things. So I'll draw from time to time. Sometimes I like to do interior design around the house and yeah, all around creative basically. She's a jack, jack of all trades. Yes. She does Master a lot. Master of none. And if you know from her story, she's a little more athletic than the rest of our staff. So tell you what, Solux, when you're done with maternity leave, we're going to need you to come back and be our personal trainer and whip okay. us all in a shape, okay? We'll go yeah, mountain totally. climbing. We'll do all the kind of, we'll exert physical energy. It's going to be insane. Yes. We, yeah. We no, I love, what hit us, but. love hiking and biking. I like volleyball. I do a class called bar fitness. We'll I don't do even know it. what that is, but I'm ready. <laughs> well, it's like ballet bar. So okay. if you're ready for that, that's I, that's. I got cool. some moves. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, it might surprise you. Boss, <laughs> boss has got some moves too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mama we'll hates some not pirouettes. so much, but some of us, we can, we, we can make some things happen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. That'd be awesome. Friends, let's take it in a little bit of a deeper level. So, Lux, obviously, we want to get a chance to hear not just about who you are and what you do, but a little bit more about your heart. And one of the things I'd love for you to share right now is really how long have you been a follower of Jesus and how did you become a follower of Jesus? Yeah. Um, well, I thankfully grew up in a Christian home, um, which I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, and so I've known God my whole life. Uh, but like most of us, we had to grow into knowing what it actually means to be a Christian. So um, when I realized that I wanted to get into film, I decided to go to Biola and study um, because I've always loved a good story. Um, I'm an all around nerd. So like gaming, uh, movies, whatever it is, I love the story piece of it. So I would always play more games that had storylines because I wanted to fall in love with the characters and stuff like that. So I thought, well, if I love these stories so much, it would be awesome to make my own stories. So if I got into film, I could do that. And I really, I knew that Hollywood, like any place really needs Jesus like crazy, because if we could get more films out there that just represent God, um, 
someone I really look up to is C.S. Lewis and how he wrote his story to reflect God. I wanted more of that in Hollywood. So I was like, I'm going to go change Hollywood. Um, but it felt more like a Jonah story where I went with this intention and I didn't want to run away from something that God was calling me to do like Jonah. Um, but unfortunately, the world got to me and I was super excited to just get into stories even more. So I'd say I got lost in my fantasy worlds. I would get so obsessed. I got completely obsessed with Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean to where it was all I would live, breathe, talk. I would do cosplay for all of that. And uh, before I knew it, like God really wasn't even part of my life. And then when I was in LA, um, there was just so like, God really isn't in the Hollywood world. And so he, I just couldn't believe that there were people living life and they seemed totally fine without God. And I was like, what the heck does God actually exist then? So even though I was, and when I was studying um, at Biola, I realized Christianity wasn't like as black and white as I thought it would be. It was like, have you ever read the Bible? And tons of people would say, no, they haven't read the full Bible. And I was like, wait, how can you believe something if you haven't read the Bible, which is what it comes from. And then professors were always on different pages with different things. And I was like, wow, what is this? What is this world? I was just super confused. So, um, but that confusion and that lost feeling, I knew I needed, I hated it. I wanted to know who God was. I wanted to be sure that he was real. And so I needed to pursue him. And so I needed to leave my fantasy world and come to reality. So I left Hollywood, I came home so I could focus on it. Um, and then I actually got hired at my old church. And there is where I saw people pursuing God and where I saw God do miracles. And I was like, okay, if we lived in this scientific world, I mean, science is definitely amazing but like, how do these miracles happen? Like science can't prove it. Like it has to be from a spiritual side. Yeah. And so um, on that church staff, I just grew and grew and grew in my faith. And I realized what it meant to actually pursue God and that he is real. Wow. I, one of the things I love about that story that I want to highlight really for all of you, you know, she mentioned like, how can someone really believe in something if they like haven't even read the whole book? And and that's not meant to put anyone down if you haven't read the whole Bible. But what that is, I hope that it'll, it'll challenge you to understand that principle. That, and she just said it, what it means to pursue God. So many people will just pray a prayer one time and genuinely like, hey, I, I believe that God is real. But then just let it settle there. Like that's, I'm just going to coast the rest of my life knowing that there is a God who I don't really know much about. But yeah, I... I I don't, I find it hard to believe that the whole world disappeared accidentally, and they'll just leave it there. And I love hearing her heart, and, and that's what I love about our staff, that they're modeling for you what God wants for us, for us to pursue him. And her life is being changed, not just because she believed that there was a God in heaven. Her life is being changed because she's pursuing Jesus, reading his word, spending time in prayer, learning what it means to grow in a relationship with Jesus and Solux, I love hearing that from your story, because for you, that was what made all the difference, was when yeah. you started, not when you started believing, when you started pursuing God. Right. And, and our prayer is that that'll be you today. If you walk away with one thing from Solux's life today, maybe for you, it's like, you know what? I need to start pursuing Jesus. 
I show up to service, I, just, I, I get some information, and then I go play Valorant. Like, there needs to be a pursuing of Jesus, a love for God, a passion for Jesus, that throughout my week, I think about him. Throughout my week, I, I engage in relationship with God. What, you know what no marriage ever succeeds by doing? Is by just living in the same house. There needs to be connection, engagement, intimacy. Don't just be a next-door neighbor to God. Don't just live in the same house. Engage with him. And I promise, the same life-changing experience that Solux has experienced, that'll happen for you. Your, your story might look different. Your life looks different. But the principle applies. God says, whoever seeks me with a whole heart, he will find me. He or she will find me. And I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're distant from God, it might not be that God's at a distance from you. It might be that you're not pursuing him. It might be that you just need to send your heart around seeking after Jesus, just like Solux did. And I promise you, if you seek him, you'll find him, and he'll change your life forever. Solux, I appreciate you taking time to share that story with us. That's bringing us closer to where we are today. Obviously, Solux, you're a follower of Jesus. You're a Christian. Church world is relatively familiar to you. But how, not only did you, how, how did you find out about church how did you find out about specifically our church? What in the world brought you here to God Squad Church? How did you find that it even exists on the planet? Yeah. Um, well, basically, my coworker at church, she was like, hey, you're a video gamer, right? And I was like, yeah. And she said, well, I heard on Caleb this amazing story about this guy who has like a gamer church on Twitch. And I said, what? <laughs> That's crazy. So uh, I know Caleb has done a lot for GSC and getting it known. And so I was definitely one of those people that learned from Caleb what it was. And so I just tuned into Twitch one day and saw you dancing in a penguin suit. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this, this is crazy. And so, um, but your heart for God was definitely there. And I saw it very much so more as almost like a missions field of there's so many gamers. And yeah, the nerd world is completely lost and doesn't know God really. And you were trying to tune into that specifically, which churches, I mean, local church is great, but I really think like a lot of those nerdy people will never step into a church because yeah. it just doesn't speak to their culture. So the yeah. fact that you guys are speaking to gaming nerd culture just instantly had me hooked. And I had always, I've always had a love and a passion for that. And so I wanted to join the vision, join the team. Yeah, and we are so grateful to Caleb. If you're watching around, I maybe don't know the terminology of Caleb. Caleb is uh, one of, if not the largest Christian radio station, uh, I think on the planet, uh, if not one of the top. And our church had an opportunity to actually be interviewed on Caleb uh, maybe like five years ago. That was four or five, it was quite a while ago. I forget at this point. <laughs> and it's actually really cool. We're grateful for that because there is a lot of people, when you ask the question, like, hey, how did you find God's Squad Church? A lot of them will mention Caleb. And it's actually really cool because we actually have several members of our staff, one being Chris, another one being Merrick, who that's how they found out. Like, and it's crazy to think that like, people were just sitting in their homes, going about life, turned on the radio, heard about our church, and now not only are they here part of our church family, but now here actually on our staff. And so like, there have been so many great opportunities that we're, just, we're so grateful that God has allowed our church to have because that's one of the biggest things that I hear often. When people find out what we do, I hear so often, how did I not know that this exists? Because our church is meeting a need for gamers all around the world. Like she said, it, gamers who might not necessarily step foot into a church, whether they just don't believe in God or they feel intimidated by, by the local church or they have a negative connotation through a bad experience 
or maybe they just feel like they won't be welcomed because like I grew up feeling, I'm a gamer, so people think bad things about me, so they don't want me there. And so there's so many great opportunities that our church has had. And this is what I want to encourage you with. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I'm not even telling you to go tell your family that already go to church. They need to leave theirs and come to ours. I'm just, get the word that there is a church meeting the need where gamers are hearing the gospel. Because in this world today, like, everybody knows a gamer. Like, everybody in their mother knows at least one person that plays video games. And that person could come hear the truth of Jesus by that, you getting an opportunity. And so it's really cool to see people literally from across the country. I mean, Solex in Colorado turned on the radio, and boom, here we are four or five years later having conversation. And now, Chris, you're not just hearing about that mission. Now you're on that mission. Yep. Reaching so crazy. Christ in the <laughs> next step of your journey, which has, been, which has been awesome. Tell us a little bit more about that journey. What is your journey? Maybe your, your experience in ministry, maybe some of your things that you've done in the past. What's a little bit of your journey look like since before coming here on staff at Gospel Church? Yeah, so... Um... I would say that my journey started in California with pursuing um, just the the nerd community and stuff. And I um, started working in the Hollywood world um, and I didn't work on anything amazing when it comes to films. The only thing that maybe some people would know is something called Megashark versus Crocosaurus which is this ridiculous sci-fi thing, but it was super fun to work on. Um, so I started gaining skills on how to do film um, there. And then something else I randomly did was I interned at an anime dubbing studio called Bang Zoom. And I got to lend my scream to the video game Dante's Inferno. <laughs> so basically all I did was scream for it. It was fun. Um, so yeah, just started getting really, really into, again, that storyline and that piece of how do we create story. And um, I ended up working for Disneyland and uh, I was just a ride operator for Indiana Jones. I worked for DeviantArt.com for a little bit. Um, then I basically ended up like at a Japanese ramen shop. It was crazy. And so then uh, when I moved here to back home to Colorado, like I said, I joined uh, my church staff and I was, I started as the worship admin and then I grew into like the communications director basically. Um, and so that's where I really learned how to do graphic design, how to do videography, photography, all of it, and try to take it all and not use it for storyline, like I thought I was going to do, um, but actually use it to help make Jesus famous in our city. And how am I going to communicate that this church is a place where you can experience God? And um, a big part of that, though, was me still loving stories and realizing that God works through our stories because he works through us and then we go and share testimonies that's a lot of things that churches will encourage you to do is just share testimony and how you've um, got to know God and so I wanted to film those testimonies and get them on YouTube and try to get them out further than just what our church could hear but online as well and so I started filming a lot of testimonies and getting those out and they always blessed people it was amazing how someone could say hey I dealt with drugs and 
then someone else would be like, oh my gosh, I did too. Like I need to meet this person. And then we would connect them and they'd be able to help each other um, pursue God together with this, this thing that was in common. So it was really cool to see how God could take all the skills that I had learned through that time and use them for something I could not have even imagined would happen. Um, so that was super exciting. Um, and then I ended up helping start a church plant called Authentic Life Church. And I've been with them the last three years as communications director um, and got to get the brand out, get everything going for the church. And that was, it's been amazing. Um, and now I can tell that God wants me to do the same for you guys to help communicate to the world what you guys do. So, so here I am. awesome. You come with a lot of experience, Solux, and we are super excited about God taking us into the next chapter, the next season, going to a new level, going to places we've never done. And we're so grateful to have you on the team with the experiences that you've, you've had. But one of the questions I just I have to ask you, especially with someone that's got so much experience in, in different walks of life, different fields, especially in the media world, someone like you with a resume like you has got options. Like that's just the reality. You do a lot of stuff. You're very good at what you do. Like you got options of what you could do, where you want to go, where you want to work. And I just love to hear a little bit more about your heart, about really what wanted you, what wanted, what made you want to take your involvement to the next level here at God Squad Church. If you guys don't know, Solux has been a volunteer for quite a long time here, and that's what we love yeah. seeing about our staff members, like people that they didn't need a title before they would serve. Like they didn't need to be put on some pedestal. None of us are on a pedestal. We're all just people, right? All just people serving Jesus. But no one fe- like on our staff feels like they need, like, well, once they elevate me here, then I'll, then I'll step up to the plate. No, you step to the plate before you're elevated. It's about humility. It's about serving God. And Solux has been doing that for a long time. But with someone like you, Solux, what was it specifically in your heart that made you want to take your involvement with our church to the next level by actually joining us officially on staff? Yeah. Um, basically, I am a person who loves time because I do so much. So time is precious. And I've never wanted a job that just got me money to get stuff. Like that's so unfulfilling. Um, And so I've always wanted my work to mean something. And um, I've thought about getting into videography for weddings and stuff. There's a lot of money in that. And I know I could do it. Um, But in the end, it's like, I mean, I'm just filming someone's special day that they're having no matter what, like it doesn't really mean anything. Um, So I just really wanted to make sure that I was doing something that was meaningful. And then of course, since my faith is the most important thing, uh, I wanted to do something that was going to glorify God. And uh, the fact that I could do that as a job and be fulfilled was, I didn't even think about it. Like, even though I went to Biola and graduated, I never thought about getting into a church or being on a church staff. So that was definitely God just putting me there and being like, this is what you need and what you want. And so, yeah, I've just, I've always wanted that peace where I know that my time isn't just for money. It's also to help grow God's kingdom and to bless others. Um, and then, like I said, the the testimonies, wanting to write stories like C.S. Lewis, those have all kind of kept me in that like nerdy world. And I've always been like, okay, how can I like be in that world, but also live for God? And this is just kind of where he placed me. And I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's so exciting. 
it's the mix of your love for the nerd world and your love for Jesus. Yeah. And we get to use it to impact people for the glory of God. And I love what you touched on there, Chris, because, you know, I think it's such an important principle for people to hear. Money will not fulfill you. It will not fulfill you. When you start getting older and making more money in life, and the more of it you have, the more of it you realize, like, sure, it's cool. You can, you can do cool stuff with it. You can buy things maybe you couldn't afford before. It does not satisfy your soul. It does not bring you joy. People say money can't buy you happiness. To be honest, I disagree. I have lots of things that I buy with money that make me very happy. But they do not satisfy my soul. They will not give me joy. They do not give me eternal rest. Sure, you could buy a brand new computer and play your favorite game, and your favorite game makes you money. How'd you get that game? I mean, that makes you happy. How'd you get that game? Better with money. Money can lead to you having a good time, but it does not fulfill your soul. And here's the thing. Everybody's source of fulfillment is different because everybody has been created differently. Now, we all get a deep fulfillment by knowing Jesus. That is the same for everybody. But the reality is, for Solux, God has called her, and her sense of fulfillment comes from doing ministry and working in a church and doing media that reaches people for Jesus. But that might be different for you. Your sense of fulfillment and your sense of purpose and calling might be for you to work in the business world. It might be for you to do secular world. It might be for you to be a videographer who does weddings. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but you need to seek God just like Chris did. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do and chasing after that dream, chasing after that path, and chasing fulfillment more than you're chasing employment. Chasing fulfillment more than you're chasing a paycheck, right? Using purpose to impact the world in whatever way that might look like. But Chris, hearing you say, you know what, I could have done other fields of work that probably would have made me more money, but I wouldn't have been doing what God wanted me to do. I wouldn't have been living out my purpose. That's the kind of character integrity that we want on our staff. That's the kind of character integrity that we want you to be emulating. And for some of you, God might give you a journey. Maybe you're someone who's really good at making money and using that money to build the kingdom. That might be a purpose too. Like everybody's different, but you have to focus on what are the motives. Why am I doing what I'm doing? I'm doing what I'm doing to glorify God and to impact people and to reach the world for Jesus. And Chris, to see you being able to do what fulfills you, what God's created you to do here at God Squad Church is an absolute, absolute honor. And we're so glad to have you with us. But as we wrap up our two last questions, the people are wondering, what do you actually do? <laughs> <laughs> you're in the staff, and now we know that you're awesome. But what is it that you actually do? So tell us a little bit more practically, what is your role here at God Squad Church as a media director? What does that really look like? And more importantly, what do you hope to accomplish through your role? Yeah, so um, I basically create media for GSC, <laughs> which is like, yeah, graphics, videos. Um, and then I also have the communication side background. So I want to help communicate uh, this, this place in this church to the world as well. So um, basically... What I hope to accomplish is I hope to take what I have learned in my life and be able to help you guys with that knowledge. So um, in this day and age, just we are so spoiled with really high quality content. Um, people are getting really good at making YouTube videos and everywhere you look, there's really high quality graphics and videos. Yeah. And honestly, it's super hard to keep up with. 
Um, and I don't think anyone would know that unless they've been in the media field or the creative field. It just, it takes a lot of time to make something look really nice. And so, um, I've always had this mentality because I came from Disney and Disney is amazing at being professional and making sure everything is perfect. Like there's not a single light bulb in the park that is going to be burned out. They fix them all. Um, and so I'm like, okay, if, if an entertainment business can have that kind of quality, like God deserves even more than that. Like he deserves everything that we could ever give him so i just want to make sure that we are on that level that we're on disney level we're on esports level of what we can do and we produce because god is so worthy and deserving of of that um so yeah i just want to make sure that we can it's almost like a first impression that when people when gamers are used to what they see in esports and then they come to our church I want them to have a really good first impression. And a lot of that has to do with your graphics, what you look like um, and what your videos are like. So I wanna make a really good first impression so that people stick around so that they can hear uh, the gospel. And then I also have, like I said, the communications piece. So I wanna make sure that when we're online, when we have social media going out there, that we are communicating to as many people as we can. And I have many ideas on how we can do that. But um, there's just, you have the entire internet in front of you. So you're not just reaching people in Virginia, you're reaching all over the world. And so I want to make sure that we take that powerful, powerful thing. And we make sure that we are communicating to people and helping make Jesus famous through this church and into the gaming world. And so that they know that they have a place that they can come no matter where they are. Um, and yeah, we can have like a website, but there are so many things that we can do to make sure that we get inside of people's homes through social media, many other ways, emails, all sorts of things. Um, so just making sure that we're reaching them. So, so important. So, Lux, I've loved talking to you about your passion for what you do, and I really want to communicate what you do matters so, so much because what you do communicates the message of Jesus to people. When it comes to things like social media, which she'll be overseeing, like even as I understand social media more, like you, you might be scrolling through Twitter and you might see a post from someone you don't follow. You might see a funny clip from someone you don't follow, and you might be able to consume content that if someone wasn't managing that social media, you would have never seen. And when you translate that in the church world, like Chris is editing videos, putting out, you know, encouraging scriptures, and just putting out content that will scroll across people's phones who do not go to our church, that will scroll across people's desktop platforms that do not believe in Jesus. And what she's doing is, is taking the story of Jesus and putting it, just like we're doing, putting it in front of people that have never heard offering encouragement throughout the week because the reality is like people need to be encouraged more than just a 90 minutes on a Saturday. People need to hear the story of Jesus. Everything that we all do is about getting the gospel to change people's lives, but we can't just sit in chairs in church and hope that people will come to us. We need to go to them. And that's what we do through things like social media. That's what we do through editing YouTube videos with the proper names and the proper tags so that they get put on your recommended channels and people end up hearing the story of Jesus. 
And that principle of the first impression is so important. I teach our staff all the time, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. You never do. If I tune into a stream and the graphics are bad, I leave. <laughs> if I tune into a stream and your quality is 480, I will give you three seconds before I am already subbed to another streamer. Like, it is, there is no mercy. It sounds savage, but you do it too, okay? It's just the world we live in. There is an expectation of this quality, and so an expectation of excellence. The way that we are communicating the gospel is so important. So I just can't get behind the mindset when people say, oh, well, this person just fill in the blank. This person just sends emails. This person just creates graphics. All that we are doing is working together to communicate the story of Jesus so lives can be changed for the glory of God. And Chris, what you do matters. It has value. Chris is not a pastor. She might never want to be one. That's totally cool. Not everyone needs to be a pastor. We need people to not be pastors because we need people to do other people's jobs so that you can tell more and more people about Jesus. And Chris, I am so honored to be able to have you on our team to be a woman of God, a spirit-filled media director in Jesus' name. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Chris, we are grateful for you, thankful for you. And as we end our time, Chris, I want to give you just one more, few more minutes. What would you do right now in this moment? If you were, if you happened to be on camera with a microphone in a platform in front of all of our church and could leave us with some spiritual wisdom, what would that be? What lessons have you learned from God that you want to leave with our people? So the lessons that I've learned the most are probably simply put, um, just learning the greatest commandment that there is, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And um, I think sometimes when you're focused on evangelizing or getting the gospel out there, it can seem very overwhelming because the, I mean, people don't take it very well and it can feel defeating, but I have to remind myself all the time that above all, like God wants you. And so I have this phrase of just, I want to be God's best friend. And I want people to know that about me, that I am God's friend. If I could be known for that, I would be so happy. <laughs> so I have just learned that, you know, pursuing God is the best thing that you can do. He wants you to worship him and worship can look however you want, whether that's music or if it's just praying with him every single day. Um, and he, he values that you struggle through that. Um, we were talking about how I was amazed that people don't read the Bible. Well, I was definitely one of them when my professors were like, how many of you read the Bible? I'm like, I mean, I've read pieces, but I can't say I've definitely read the whole thing. So it wasn't until I was like 27 to where I finally was like, I have to do this. Like I've never been a reader. So reading something like the Bible just seemed super crazy. Um, but I decided to try to do one of those yearly plans and it was just my goal to do it. It did not happen in a year. It happened more in like five years, but, but you got it done I right. finally, yes, got it done. And I can officially say that I've read the entire Bible, which feels wow. so good to be able to say that. Um, and it 
it wasn't perfect, but I know that it put a smile on God's face that I tried to do that and I made sure it happened. And now I want to try to make sure that I spend time with him every day. And honestly, I don't, and it's really hard, but it's my goal. And I know that God is grateful that I'm trying to get there to make those habits happen. And like making a habit happen takes some time and um, some sacrifice too. So, uh, and then with a baby on the way, I don't even know how it's going to like fit, but I know that you make time for what's important to you. And so the fact that I don't make time for God, like there's something wrong with that. So I just, I know that, yeah, giving God time. And then the more time you do give God, the more, the closer you'll feel and the more of a friend you will be. Um, And then the second part to that is, you know, the second command is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so that's where that piece, that evangelizing piece comes in, the, the, want to reach the lost. And I've learned that, yeah, like you said, not all of us are pastors. I'm not going to preach this amazing thing. Even though I have a Bible minor, it's still very daunting to go into a really deep conversation with someone about what faith looks like. Um, But that doesn't always have to be how you approach sharing the gospel. It can literally just be showing people that you are God's friend. Mm. And when you come together and you hang out with your friends, family, whoever it is, if you never mention the word God or anything, how would they know that you love him or you are his friend versus think of your best friend or whoever you hang out with. I'm sure you tell other people about this person all the time. So having that mentality too, of just, I just want to talk about God around people and you can just say, Hey, this is what God did for me. Or, Oh my gosh, it's amazing to see the mountains and see how God is just, he creates such beautiful things or just come up to people. And if they're struggling, be like, Hey, can I pray for you? Just really simple things to remind them that God exists because this world definitely makes it seem like God doesn't exist. But if you constantly talk about him, they're going to realize like, Oh, wow, there's, there's something different here. And so that's what I've learned is I'm much better at just showing people that God's my friend. And then I'm definitely your typical Christian gal who loves to go to a coffee shop and do one-on-one conversation and get deep into conversation. I am um, big on one-to-one conversations and my love language is quality time. So I love spending quality time with people. So I'm not going to preach the masses and save thousands at a time, but it is okay that it's just one person at a time, very slowly over um, a deep relationship. And just knowing that is so fulfilling that God, I know I'm putting a, a smile on God's face if I'm pursuing these things. So Lex, thank you for being a woman who displays what it means to be a follower of Jesus. People have a hard time connecting that people would say the things that she's saying, living the life that she's living, and not being a pastor. The reality is God has called all of us to fulfill the Great Commission and to make disciples of all nations. And that's her challenge to you. You don't need to be a pastor, and you also don't even need to work for a church. But do you love Jesus? And if you love Jesus... You should be helping other people know that he loves them. And I love it. Media director and evangelist in one. It's amazing. 
Here's the reality. God's called all of us to do that. Like Chris, God's, no matter what source of employment people have, God's called all of us to emulate, like we read in the scripture. Let your good deeds shine before others. Why? So they might glorify your Father in heaven. I want you to know that Solex doesn't just make graphics. I want her that she tells people about Jesus. Why? Because I want you to tell people about Jesus. I want you to go in the world, whatever your workplace is, whether you work at a desk nine to five, there's a guy that is taking lunch break down the hall. Maybe, maybe pray and say, God, give me an opportunity to talk to that guy. Maybe you work in construction or maybe you work in, 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 a, in an office next to some other people or at a doctor's, whatever it might be. Be praying and asking God, God, how can I have opportunities to let people know that God is my friend? I love that statement. Let people know that God is my friend. And what does it look like for you? And whatever it looks like, ask the Holy Spirit, the power that's already in you, to give you boldness to share the message of Jesus. And so, Lux, we want to say thank you for being a leader who lives by example. Thank you for being a leader who doesn't just have a title, but thank you for being a leader who lived a life who got her a title. There's a very, very big difference. And so, Solux, we are grateful for you, we are thankful for you, and we are so excited for the new season of our church where we, knew that, we know that God is going to cause you to take us to the next level. Bringing experiences that, because you're a different person that we didn't have, and being able to bring a new set of skills and being able to take our church into the new season. God's always doing a new thing. We're always going up and up and up and reaching more people for the glory of God. And Chris, we are ecstatic to have you with us. And so as we end our time, let's take a second as a church family. Why don't you put some hearts in the chat right now, show some love to her. But let's take a second to pray for her. Ask her that God would bless her, give her strength as she navigates through this new position. But also, you heard it, there's a baby around the corner. And she needs some prayer. And so yes, Chris, please. we want to take it a second and pray <laughs> that God would bless you. So the church, let's pray together. God, we thank you so much that you are, God, working in ways that sometimes we just can't even understand. It is beautiful to see, God, that someone from Colorado, here we are in Virginia, almost five years ago, heard a thing on a radio, and now it's literally altering the course of her life. And we give you glory for that, God, that you have a specific purpose, not just for her life, but for everyone's life. And we just pray, God, that you would continue to strengthen her, bless her, give her wisdom. God, she is about to step into a new season with our church. Give her wisdom on just navigating through the day-to-day -day of her responsibilities, of helping her figure out what's the vision of God, of how you're going to use me to take us to a place we've never been. Thank you for a fresh season. Thank you for a new member of our team. So I pray that you'd give her wisdom, bless her, give her strength. But also, God, we pray as she steps into a much larger new season, season of motherhood. We pray in Jesus' name that you would bless her family. We pray, God, for her health, as obviously the next few weeks she'll be giving birth. We just pray to God for no complications. We pray for health and strength and a quick recovery over her body in the name of Jesus. We pray health over their new, brand new, beautiful baby daughter. We pray an anointing and a calling on her life, God. The Bible says that you knit us together while we are in our mother's womb. And God, as we stand here today, you are knitting her daughter together in her womb. You know her entire life. And I pray that you would help them, help her and Dan as they navigate into being parents. Probably one of the biggest shifts people will ever uh, really step into in their lives. We pray that you would strengthen her. Pray that you would bless her. We pray that her maternity leave, her time away would be a season of rest, a season of learning, and a season of her family just beginning the first several weeks of their lives together. We pray that you would bless her. We pray that you would continue to use her to make an impact 
in people's lives to the glory of God. We thank you so much, God, that you have given us a gift, and that gift is her. Thank you for the opportunity and privilege that we have to work alongside her. Thank you for the many people in our church that will be impacted through one-on-one conversations like she said she loves to do. We pray that together, God, all of us, leaders, volunteers, staff members, those in the chat, all of us together would fulfill our individual roles so that we can bring glory and honor to you and to the people might come to experience the name of Jesus. We thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That last statement that she mentioned, I want people to know that I'm a friend of Jesus. I want people to know that I'm God's friend. Here's the reality. You might be watching right now and hearing this story about just an ordinary, normal person's life who's been changed. Her life has been changed because she's God's friend. She has had her sins forgiven, her life changed by the power of God. And here's the deal. She's a regular person just like you, just like me. And no matter where you're watching in the world today, no matter what you've been through, no matter what your story looks like, God wants to be your friend. God wants to be your savior. He wants to be your Lord. And he has already made provision for you to have your sins forgiven and to have your life changed by him sending his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you. The same Jesus that died on the cross to save me, to save us, to save Christy, from our sins is the same God who sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you. Your sins can be forgiven. We can repent and turn away from a lifestyle of sin and turn towards following Jesus because he's a better way. And today I believe that Jesus is inviting you. No matter what your background looks like, no matter what your story looks like, there is no distance too far that you cannot repent of your sins and say yes to follow Jesus today. And we want to give you opportunity to do that. That if you'll simply believe in your heart that God sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life, that he died on the cross to forgive you of your sins, and that he rose again, and that he is alive today, giving us victory, if you'll believe in your heart, and the Bible says confess that with your mouth, that yes, I believe and I want to follow Jesus, you can be saved. You can have your life change, and you can begin a journey finding hope, finding true fulfillment that's found through following Jesus, not found through making money. And if that's you today, we want to invite you to pray this prayer with us. As you begin a conversation with God, maybe for the first time, maybe you've been looking for hope, maybe you've been struggling, maybe you've been feeling like nobody wants to be your friend, God wants to be your friend. He wants to love you, he wants to forgive you, and he wants to change your life. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with us as you begin a journey of following Jesus. Pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins, and I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Help me, God, to turn from my life of sin and to follow Jesus all the days of my life. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you put your hands together and put some hype in the chat to congratulate those that are saying yes to follow Jesus? Praise God.
Well, congratulations to those of you once again who just accepted Jesus Christ in your life. I want to tell you, if you made that decision today, it is the best decision that you are ever going to make. And we want to know who you are. So if you did make that decision today, you rededicated your life to Jesus Christ. If you can let it be known for us by putting a yes in the chat, we want to be able to connect with you. And also, if you could do me a favor, if somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat, if you made that decision today, I would ask you to click on that link and it will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving, as this is going to be able to give us a way, once again, to be able to connect with you. There's a lot of resources that we would love to be able to give to you to be able to help you walking on this journey, as it's a huge decision that you've just made in your life, and it's super important to be able to get started and to know exactly where to be going, and we would love to be able to help you with that. So if you did make that decision today, please fill out that form so we can get in contact with you. And this is the reason why we do everything that we do here at God's Church. We're seeing people uh, giving their lives to Jesus Christ. You guys just heard about uh, somebody new coming on our team who is able to continue giving more and more content so that more people can come to know who Jesus is. And so it's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we're able to continue doing this here. And maybe this is the first time that you would like to give to God Squad Church, uh, or maybe this is your first time hearing about it. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to our church. You can do so by going into the panels below and clicking on the Give link. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way you see fit, whether it's recurring giving, monthly or weekly, or a one-time gift. And finally, you can use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your generosity and your faithfulness. And remember, every penny counts.